You may kill me, but you may never insult me. Who am I? I'm Kevin Jack Sparrow. Get the truth about movies on the movie show. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> Tell them, Sparrow! Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if you told it. Mm -hmm. Hello? Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Help has come your way because you are listening to the movie show. What is up? Hi. This is the movie show on Active, Active FM. FM <laughs> with your. Hosts? Are we hosts? We are hosts. We are hosts. We are hosts. Ryan. <laughs> and Sash. And today, we are going to be hosting a very nice movie film review. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Only hosts can host a show. Yes. So, I will, um, I will, what's the word? Confess right up from the beginning. The one reason I chose this film is because I it has Timothy uh, Chalamet. <laughs> I know. The minute I saw him, I was like, oh, oh, oh yeah. okay. So um, I was doing a thing where I was searching all of these different films and then I saw the ones that I hadn't watched and this was one of them. So I was like, okay, I, I didn't expect, honestly, I didn't expect much from the film. I just watched it because he was in it. That was my why, only incentive. Why did you not expect much from the film? Because of the title. So the title, this yeah. film is called A Rainy Day in New York. So it kind of, it's a, you can see it's a romance I don't know. You know when you just have a like, stereotype in your head already of what the film's going to be about? and So last week we watched uh, Monster Hunter. Yes. And this week we're watching a, a rainy day in New <laughs> I, I saw the cover <laughs> and I was still like, Sashi, is it this one? <laughs> Are you sure it's this one? I was like, yep. <laughs> and I was like, okay, we've done rom-coms before. They, they were good. Okay, so it's going to be funny. But just looking at the at the... the, the what do you call the it? Poster, the, 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 poster. The, yeah, the movie poster. I was just like, uh, okay. Exactly. The movie poster really puts you in a, in a different direction to what the film actually is. Yeah. So I watched it and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like literally, I really, the, the, the script wasn't, okay, there's, this film is interesting though because it's got a, quite an interesting background to it. But what? For, so my first impressions of the film before doing research for the movie show, I really enjoyed the storyline. It wasn't predictable at all. In fact, Selena Gomez, her character within the film, she is the main love interest and she's barely in the movie. Which I'm like, wow, you never see that in films, like ever. So every time something happened... Like, I watched it with my family, and we were all like, okay, this is going to happen, that's going to happen, and it, it didn't happen. But it's she's there in the back of your mind. She is there the whole time, yes. She's there, yeah. But I really expected her to be more in the film. The other female actress who's the lead role, her name, I think her name's, I would pronounce her name Ella Fanning, but I think her name's Al. I think you pronounce it Al Fanning, because, yeah, I was listening to a, a person speaking about it, so... Ella or Al, whatever, however you pronounce her name, she comes up as the second actress in the film or actor, you know, in the order of actors. And they obviously do that in order of importance type of thing. So the fact that her name was second always confused me because I always was like, but I don't think he gets with her. I think he gets with Selena Gomez in the end. And after watching the film, I was like, oh, that's why her name was second. Because she actually does have like the, she has more of a, she has more ma a ma of a main role than Selena does within the movie. Yeah. You know? But then the other thing that I absolutely loved was just the whole um, nostalgia of New York. Like I loved how they just yeah. 
put presented New York. It looked, I wanted to go to New York. I've never wanted to go to New York. And after watching this, I was like, I want to go to New York on a rainy day. It must I be felt, raining. I felt like I saw a whole different side. Side of New York, um, yes. You often think of New York. Um, well, the question is, it's, it's Manhattan. Mm. So m- maybe our American uh, listener can tell us exactly how it works. Because I, I know it's New York, Manhattan. New York. I think Manhattan is downtown New York. Manhattan's the one with the bridges, isn't it? That's remember Twenty One well, Bridges has the. You've got. Wasn't that Manhattan? New York, New York is kind of on the tip of yes. the whole island, and then just more towards inland, you've got that long stretch where Central Park is. That whole yes. area is known as Manhattan. Yes. But uh, I, I think it's still known as New York. But it's just it's like a place within yeah. New York, yeah. So it's New Weird. York City. Yeah. So it's. I think it's like. Um, like, yeah, in South Africa, they call it Johannesburg, mm. but maybe you're in Salby, which is just outside of Johannesburg, you're in Salby. But if mm. someone in Durban phones you, where are you? You say, I'm in Johannesburg. Yeah, like, true. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's, yeah. it's that kind of thing. I also felt like going to, you know, I mean, I saw some of the apartments. In right. Europe. I was like, I, I mean, you often expect like a city apartment. Now, okay, I've never been into a city apartment, so I guess that's my, that's my reason. But... You'd expect like a city apartment to be all, you know, flat, you know, concrete. And it looks like a lovely spacious yeah. home inside yes. of the apartments there. Quite, mm-hmm. yeah, quite no, nice. it was, it was that. And the other thing that I absolutely loved, I, re- I think this was one of my favorite parts, was the music. The music choice yep. in this film. Oh, it was so nice. It, I loved it. I like it. That, that I really, really liked. So the director is a very, uh, he's a big jazz fan. In fact, he himself plays an instrument. In a jazz band. In a jazz band, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not on top of that. So. Right. Which actually you can see it come it comes through, yeah. So talking about the director, he's Woody Allen. Quite a controversial thing mm-hmm. that we tried because what happened with me was that I started the film and within the first five minutes, I mean you know Woody Allen film. Immediately. It just pops up there. The way the conversation goes, the whole look and the feel, the way that people talk, everybody, you know. And immediately I was like, hmm. Quickly go back quickly search when you Oh, oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay, this is interesting. Okay, anyway, let's. He continue. does have a nice style. He has a nice film style. He's a very um, uh, exp- expressive, creative. Yes. He, he does like his own sort of thing, and yeah. he doesn't really care what everyone thinks. And I know, with I was watching an interview with him. He's he has a very um, large European audience, so That's often right. his films will do better in Europe. Not that they did bad in America, but they'll do better in Europe. The Europeans love his style of film and he does have that there's like a it is like a european do you understand like it's not the standard hollywood feel to the it's more like slow and expressive is actually the perfect word for these films are very he it's if they express themselves in dialogue what they what i found really really interesting was the way that he brings in each character in uh, yeah. Obviously, you have to introduce the character, yeah. you know, to with and the first conversation that kicks off, you start talking about the character, and that's mm. how he introduces each character. Mm. It's not like um, you know, because now you need to know that it's their cousin. You need to, I mean, you, you didn't get any heads up about that they're about to meet their cousin. Like the guy's just on his way, and he's like, "Hey, Gerald, where you be? How's it going? I haven't mm. seen you since school. Ah, okay, he's a school buddy. Yeah. Hey, how's it going with that thing? What? Oh, no, I'm doing a film producing thing. Okay, he's a film producer. He's in art school. Yeah. What? So, and it's just this conversation that just kicks off immediately. So that was. Yeah, no, it was very good. 
So, Woody Allen is an American film director. He's also a writer, actor, and comedian whose career spans more than six decades and multiple right. Academy Award-winning movies. This is Woody Allen's 48th feature-length film as a director, which does include his television film Don't Drink the Water from 1994, what Woody Allen's accomplished is basically, he hasn't done it perfectly, but he's, he literally brings out one movie a year, which is very good. Like, it's not easy to bring out one movie a year. And I was watching that interview where they said to him, how do you, how do, you do that? And he just, he's constantly involved in making movies, whether it's the writing, the, the filming, the post-production, all of that. So that, that from that perspective... Um, that's pretty cool on his career part. However, Woody Allen is a little bit of a shady character, if I could put it like that. So, prior to this film, or actually it was in the middle of, of the film's filming, what happened was Woody Allen has an adopted daughter, and she actually spoke out against him, saying that he sexually molested her when she was seven years old. And she then also started a, a whole um, hashtag movement called, I think it was Me Too. It's the hashtag Me Too movement, where it's, she, it's basically they're calling out, you know, like everyone who's been in a, that type of situation to actually come out and speak about it. Now, when this whole thing came out, he was obviously, she accused him of it. He hasn't been convicted or put in prison or anything like that. So nothing's happened to him. However, there was quite a bit of an uproar in terms of the actors that acted in the film. And also you, this film actually, it wasn't released in America. Um, it was banned from America. So it's got quite a bit of contro uh, controversy. Also, now this for me, I find very weird. This is, this is just, so this just added to the fact that I think he did sexually molest his um, adopted daughter. And also on top of that, he started dating his ex-girlfriend's adopted daughter. Yeah. So his ex-girlfriend, Mia Farrow, Ado uh, adopted Soon Yi Previn, I think that's her name, and she obviously wasn't her biological child, and because he and Mia Farrow had never married, he saw it as okay to go, he basically dated his, his ex-girlfriend's adopted daughter. Right. Which is, yeah, very uh, weird. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. <laughs> what do you say about that, eh? That, that when I when I heard that, I was just like, oh, okay, yeah. this guy. So he's a brilliant director, but his personal life is um in a, in shambles. Let's just put it like that. Now, interestingly enough, so Timothy Timothy Chalamet is the main character within the film. He plays. Dot. No. What is his name again? Oh man, it was there. Gatsby. Gatsby, thank you, yes. And his grandfather, whose name is Harold Flender, actually wrote for Sid Caesar in the 1950s along with Woody Allen. So Timothy Chalamet's grandfather actually worked with Woody Allen in the 1950s. However, when Allen later cast Timothy in the film, he initially was unaware of the family relation. So he actually didn't know that this was now the grandson of 
limited um, see, uh, season, all of that. The film currently sits at 46% on Rotten Tomatoes, with critics claiming that while Timothy Chalamet is very good, the plot appears to be a rehash of Woody Allen's best works. Now, I haven't actually... I think this was my first Woody Allen film. I don't, I don't recall... I know he's done a lot of other films, but I don't recall watching any of them. But... So for me, the storyline was brilliant. But obviously what they're saying is they kind of just feel like it was a re re a re a, an adaption or a re-indition of his previous work. I don't know your thoughts on that, Ryan. You've obviously watched previous Woody Allen films. I actually haven't really watched too much of his previous films. So you, it uh, wouldn't I think be I've more seen yeah, pieces and bits and uh, yeah. yeah. That's about it. So, so for me, I'd say that because I haven't watched his previous films, I really enjoyed this film. It was something different and fresh. But maybe for a person who's watched quite a bit of his films, they would have also felt that it's he was just like stuck in a rut or whatever. Well, there's th there's another film that's just come out as well, uh, I believe. Yes. So... Uh, like we said, he makes a movie a year. This we'll movie. See what happens. So it was the film had difficulties in being released. The film was initially completed in 2018 and set for release, but Amazon Studios decided to halt the release of the film after the controversy surrounding Woody Allen. As a consequence, the film re remained unreleased until it would eventually be released in Poland in 2019, with world worldwide release taking place in 2020. So it was ready in 2020. 2018, but the worldwide release was only in 2020 and it was obviously supposed to be distributed by Amazon Studios and Woody Allen had also signed up a release um, of a minimum of four films with the online retailer turned movie production company. So he had a contract with Amazon Studios to make four films. However, after the Me Too movement, now just to give you more information on the Me Too movement, with, vari with variations of related local or international names, it is a social movement against sexual abuse and sexual harassment where people publicize allegation of sex crimes. So that's the whole Me Too movement. And obviously he was perpetrated as one of the people that are guilty of what the Me Too standard, uh, movement stands against. Yeah. So Amazon saw the movie as no longer being marketable and shelved the project before then ending their contract with Alan. So he no longer, he obviously made the one film, but then, yeah. In response, Alan took Amazon to court for $68 million, citing unreasonable termination of a contract. Amazon gave the U.S. distribution rights to Woody Allen, and then Amazon and Alan settled their dispute in November 2019. And due to the impact of the Woody Allen allegations and the rise of the Me Too movement, several stars of the movie expressed their regrets at choosing to work on the movie with Woody Allen, some of whom even went as far as to donate their entire salary that they made on the film to charity. So a couple of the actors did that. Timothy Chalamet donated his salary to Time's Up and he said that he didn't want to profit from the movie, saying that he was inspired by the Me Too movement to donate his salary from the film, uh, from the film to charity. However, <laughs> there's, there's so much to this movie. Woody Allen claims, so he wrote in his memoirs a 
Apropos of nothing. So he released that in 2020. He said the real reason Timothy Chalamet donated his salary from the movie was that he needed to do that as he was up for an Oscar for Call Me By Your Name, which was a movie that was released in 2017. And he and his agent felt he had better chance of winning if he denounced me. So Timothy is saying that he gave up his salary because of the Me Too movement. He was inspired by that. Woody Allen saying he gave it up because if Timothy had ties with Woody Allen, he wouldn't have won the Oscar. And so he gave it up so that he would have the Oscar. Well, apparently he really promoted the movie um, over social media. And there was even an interview with him where he spoke like quite well about the movie. So Who's this? Timothy Chalamet? Yeah. So yeah. That's quite... Yeah. Quite yeah. <laughs> Look, they've got a... <laughs> these people are in the public eye. And at any point, so we're getting to, there was backlash with Selena Gomez. She actually got quite a bit of bad backlash. And I suppose they, they have to look at, they've got things to, play, to juggle. Like there's their career, there's the, do you understand what I'm saying? So, yeah, the fact that though they would give up their salary, I mean, like, like that's. You, that's not just a smaller. No. You know, and he was the main whatever. actor, which means he would have gotten a very weighty salary. Yeah. So to donate. Yeah. Another person who donated her full, her full salary was Rebecca Hall. In the film, she plays um, the wife of Jude Law and she, her character is actually having an affair in the film. She, she didn't have a very big role, but she also donated her salary and she's actually worked with Woody Allen before. In fact, I think Woody Allen helped her almost come to stardom um, because she was cast in one of his movies and that kind of made her what she is today in a way. So she did it obviously also because of the Time's Up movement. And she said that she, the reason she did it was because she looked at, she looked very carefully at everything and then decided, you know what, I'm not going to stand with someone who's involved in this. So that's why she decided to, yeah, to, to, to give it up. And then um, interesting. So Woody Allen, talking about his adopted daughter. So he has repeatedly denied her allegations, writing in a 2014 piece published by the New York Times. He said, of course, I didn't molest Dylan. Her name's Dylan Farrow. After the publication of Farrow's Los Angeles a Times piece, a representative for Allen said, Dylan Farrow's allegations against Woody Allen, which she first made 25 years ago, have been thoroughly examined by law enforcement officials and child welfare investigators. The investigators concluded that Dylan Farrow was not sexually abused. No charges were ever filed, and the reason is simply because Woody Allen is innocent. After reading and rereading Dylan Farrow's statements a few days ago and going back and reading the older ones, this is now um, the Rebecca Hall speaking. She says, so after all of that, that she not only sees how complicated this matter is, but that how her actions have made other women or another woman feel, feel silenced and dismissed. That is not something that sits easily with me in the currents or indeed any movements. And I'm profoundly sorry. I regret this decision and wouldn't make the same one today. So she gave it up because she felt like she, by accepting it, she was almost dismissing Dylan Farrow's 
allegations against Woody Allen. And uh, Dylan Farrer actually took to Twitter to thank her and said there have been some brave, brave and bold women who have taken a stand with and for me in the past few days. I want to acknowledge their integrity, their courage, and their um, example of a new way forward. Thank you. It means the world to me. So she gave up her salary for that reason. Now, Selena Gomez, on the other hand, did not. And she, people called out for her to speak out against it, and she didn't. And she received quite a bit of backlash, specifically on Twitter. It got so bad that her fans went to her mom, Selena Gomez's mom's Instagram page or Twitter account, and basically asked her to tell Selena to basically make rights. This is what her mom said. Sorry, no one can make Selena do anything she doesn't want to do. I had a long talk with her about not working with him. So Selena's mom didn't want her to work with Woody Allen and it didn't click. Her team are an amazing people. There is no fall, there is no fall person here. No one controls her. She makes all her own decisions. No matter how hard you try to advise, it falls on deaf ears. <laughs> So basically her mom like was like, nope, that child won't listen to nobody. And she though did say to Selena, don't work with Woody Allen before working with him. So that was quite interesting. Yeah. So this is the, um, what was the word? The shade, the, I don't know, the, 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 the scandal, scoop. the scoop. <laughs> Yes. So this was the scoop about this film. But it shows that actors and directors actually have to be careful the way they live their lives. They can't just go off and do anything that they want to do because it does affect their career. I mean, we've seen with, for example, Amber Heard. So there was obviously the whole allegations with Johnny Depp. Then it came out that she was actually lying. And now every or most people won't refuse to watch Aquaman 2 if she's in it, if they keep her in it. Now, on top of this was a good film. It really was a good film. I enjoyed it. But now the, the whole film was messed up. It wasn't even released in the U.S. People were giving their salaries back. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? All because of people's personal lives. So it's really, it's just like if, if, if you don't have a good personal life, it's going to affect every area of your life, including the film industry. So Yeah, and yeah. especially when you're on top, everyone looks into your mm -hmm. stuff, eh? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and the sad thing sure. is Woody Allen is a good director. He is a good director. I don't condone yeah. what he's done. For me, I personally don't think he's innocent. I, I personally, it's just a, an opinion of mine. I could be wrong. But just looking, <laughs> at first I was skeptical because, you know, they could also... It's you very, just never know. Yeah, yeah. You, it's very easy for someone to come up with a scandal. People have done that in the past before. But then at the same time, you don't know. You weren't there. You, you, you don't know. But then when he dated his ex-girlfriend's adopted daughter, I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. And she was still in high school at the time. So for me, there's a bit of... Pedophilia yeah, in that, that because yeah. she was she was underage and she yeah but I think he he also he helped her become a model apparently but for me yeah that, that one I was just like mm. so if you're gonna based on that alone I'm like he probably di then did molest sounds, his adopted daughter sounds like it could have happened I mean that and that was like back in '92 when yeah. the whole thing broke out. So shame that's carried with uh, with Woody Allen since then. Mm. So it just shows you, hey, yeah, you need to, yeah, you need to be careful, yeah. The other thing that I also found interesting in the interview was so in the film there's a there's a director an actual as in in the film there's a director a character that's a director and he 
makes his films and then watches his films and he hates them. <laughs> like he has a complete breakdown. It's part of the process. Yeah, he like hates it. So the, the interview he actually said to Woody Allen, is that how you feel about your movies? And this was his response. He said, when you first come up with the idea for the film, because obviously he's involved in the writing process as well. He says, you have a vision and you're like, oh, this is the best movie Ever. Like, this is going to be the best movie ever. Then, obviously, you're filming it. You see, like, the, the dailies and all of that. And you're like, oh, look, it's looking so good. And then he says that gets edited and you watch it and you're like, that is not what I had in my head at all. And then he says you go and you fix it and you recut. And, and he says… And he said months yes, of months, fixing. Yes. But he said… It, he, he actually said it never actually comes out as well as you envisioned it first. Um, which for me as a director was quite interesting to hear because you do go through that process of you get to Especially the I was going to ask you because you write and you direct. Is that true? There, there is an element of what you had in your head does not, whether it be location-wise or whether yeah. there is the element of that's not what I envisioned. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But for me, I, I do respect the fact that he's brought out a film, a film a year because that is not an easy thing to do. And even the person interviewing said, like, how do you get the time to do that? Like that. So from a, a capability perspective, he's, he's very good. The problem it is his personal life is a, is a mess. It's a bit of a problem. Mm -hmm. Woody, your personal life is a bit of a problem. <laughs> Can you please sort yourself out? <laughs> Right. Well, let's look at this. Uh, this film, let's look at the timing range here quickly. So, principal photography began in September the 11th in 2017, New York, and concluded in October on the 23rd. September, October, it's about a month. Mm. Just over a month. So, that's how he does a film a year, folks. Right. He spends more, most of the time editing. But the, one of this, the things he said about filming location is he said he actually enjoys filming in New York because he lives in New York. He, that's where he stays. Yeah. And he said he enjoys filming there because he's home. So he's not having to go back to a hotel. Most people, they obviously, you know, you think Hollywood film. He's, his film is actually a New York film. So yeah. yeah as you, and uh, one of the traits that Woody Allen does, right, is trait the right word? Is that he has jazz music mm. in his music uh, in his, his films? Yeah. Um, and for me, it's I quite, enjoy it. It's quite pleasant. It is. It's uh, do you know? I went and searched songs from the movie and oh, listened really? to it. I did. I, jazz, jazz, right? car. It's very. It's yeah? like chromatic scale stuff. It's the <laughs> stuff where they're just hitting plunking. I That's the thing, though. I feel like yeah. the piano and the saxophone are doing complete. I'm still like, how do these musicians do this? You're just like, they're both off on like completely different, yet it works. That's the weird part. They do it in in the feel of the emotion. I guess that's what makes jazz jazz. But it's quite pleasing. Just the thing about the film is it's this this anticlimactic. Mm. But it's very, it's a very pleasing story as mm. it unfolds, as it mm. sort of goes along. And every time there's a shot, like a, a, a opening shot of the scene, then it's dee 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 dee, yes. dee, dee, dee and it's busy raining. You're like, ooh, I feel like I'm gonna start raining right now. <laughs> Just and enjoy this movie, and then it cuts back, and then yeah. And yeah. did you notice in the film the one shotters? Mm. Yes, yes. There were only a couple times where they had close-ups of each character yes. you know, that over-the-shoulder shot, and I was like, hmm, I bet you they had to film different days or something, or that changes it. There's the one shot where um, she meets the, you know, uh, what's her name? Ashley. Ashley meets that, that big uh, Francisco. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I think that was the first time where there's these like really big close-ups of each character. You don't yeah, see them together. Yeah, it's true. Because the whole movie, uh, it's this one shot. It's the, uh, and, and it pans. Notice the whole movie is in like third uh, third person, person. shot. Mm. So, like, um, you know, he walks in the door. The camera's just sort of sliding over to the lounge and it goes back. And for the first time, it's like close-up of your face. Oh, my word. Are you? Francisco, <laughs> and then close up of him. Why? Yeah, that's me. Why is is is, is that okay? Is, is that okay? And then close up of him. Then close up, and then close. And I'm like, these are monologues. These two actors are not even in the same room. And then eventually it cuts to two shots of them, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> they oh, were okay. in the same room. Yeah. And then after that, uh, the next one I think was with uh, Cherry Jones. Um, you know, I actually thought Cherry Jones, his mother, the, the, the uh, Gatsby's mother. Um, didn't she remind you a lot of what's her name from Star Wars, Princess? Oh, Leia? true, actually. And I thought to myself, I'm like, wait, but this is filmed, but she, she's gone by now. Yeah, she how, was. How can this be? But the way she spoke, everything. So I was like, but anyway, that was another shot where it was like close up, close up, close up, close up. Where she was speaking to him in the study. Yes. Mm. Other than that, it was just these no, like yeah. one-shotter type of feels. Mm. And um, the the one the one review that I watched, the guy said, now he had a lot of bad things to say about the film. Some of the stuff was quite relevant. So I, that was part, the part of the stuff I was like, look, if you don't like the film, don't watch it. <laughs> but um, he said, he said basically, he felt like every scene was like, like the first take, the one and only take. They did the take, and he was like, yeah, okay, all right, let's move it on, let's move, let's move along, type of thing. That's how he felt. Apparently, um, Cherry Jones, somewhere in the conversation, I tried to go look for it, but I didn't find it. She makes a mistake, and she just, and they leave, they leave it in. For real, yeah, I didn't pick that up. I'm not exactly sure where he was talking about, but I'm 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 gonna go look for it. So that's what, I think that's also what made him feel like it was just, yeah, just rolled. But I love the the fact of the whole film, the whole film feeling like mm. a, a third person, like you witnessing. Yeah, because it's different. It's not. It that's is. what I liked about the movie. It was different. It wasn't Very different. It wasn't your normal rom com. You yeah. you were experiencing something new and fresh, and yeah. that was nice. There was one shot um I saw as well. Which I thought was stunning. It's when Timothy's character, so Gatsby, he goes to the the jazz bar, and he's playing the grand piano, and the 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 lid of the grand piano is open, but you see his reflection in the lid. So oh, yeah. literally, it's almost like an asymmetrical shot using the piano. So you see him, but then you see his reflection. But it was actually, I was like, that's that is very yeah. that is very cool. I think we should shoot movies like that. We'll just do the one shot, <laughs> right? Camera up and down. Type it's of not thing. a bad idea if you need to save time on filming. One shot, people. One shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was a rainy day in New York. I enjoyed it. Obviously, there's there's I enjoyed the movie. When I found out about all the stuff behind, I was just like, I also uh, only okay. found out after this. I'm like, wait, we, we, I started looking for uh, on YouTube. Yes. And it's like filled Woody Allen. This. Woody yes, Allen. there's no like, there's okay, no character. Can you show me some yeah. uh, facts or behind the scenes? No, there's no. Uh, in fact, the actors didn't even support Woody Allen in promoting the film. So, like, yeah. he went to interviews in France and he was the only one there. Now, normally you'll have the director and, you know, like the, the maybe four of them, the main cast. No one. It was literally him by himself. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Right. You brought that upon yourself. Well, if that is so. Anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but this has been the movie show right here on Active FM. And we have tons of other shows, tons of other film reviews. 
Really, go and check all of them out. And we have an Instagram page too. Let us know what you think. If you enjoyed the film, you can let us know. If you want us to review a film for you, you don't want to watch it, you're scared to watch it, we can watch it for you and then tell you if it's worth the watch. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're going to check the parental guidance <laughs> first. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But then after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this has been the movie show. On your favorite O-R-S-P-S. Mm -hmm. Active FM. Yes. And this is Sash. And Ryan signing out. Until next week. Peace out. Cheers. Like what you're listening to? Always in Gilbert and Twitter at Active FM. Instagram at Active FM777. And Facebook at forward slash Active FM.